Hey, it's Mel. Looks like we're gonna have to stay here even longer. But I finally found out why. Someone was killed. Yeah, Kara called us all down to the hotel's lounge and made an announcement about it. Someone named Kayulani Stasvich was found in her room with her throat slit three days ago. And because we were all here at the estimated time of death, we're all suspects. That's what Kara told us through gritted teeth. Seems to me like she wished she had more to tell. There's more than a few things I don't like about this whole scenario. One, okay, yes, I'm in a more urban part of it, but Ganymede is a bloody farming moon. I am trapped on a bloody farming moon. Two, this is pretty much definitely a murder, and we can't leave until it's solved. However, it is being investigated by the police force of a bloody farming moon. We might be here for years. Three, of course, it's only crew members staying at this hotel who have to stay. Everyone who is lodged over at Hightail Hollows is back on Hathor now, including a particular roommate of mine whose birthday is next week. I don't even know if I'll be back on the ship or, or what, or if that matters. The important thing is that someone died in this hotel, and that's a really bad thing, and a little unnerving. No, the creepy part is they didn't tell us for three days. Yep, someone was violently killed in her room while we were in our rooms, and they didn't consider that fact something worth sharing. I don't know why it's all so confidential. Oh, right, because they think one of us did it. They think the crew of Hathor 61 has nothing better to do than go about slitting throats. Although, we are on shore leave. I don't know the hobbies of my crewmates. In seriousness, though, things will not be cheery when the Fuzz figures out that it was, in fact, one of the other guests here, and that they detained the operation of a successful, full-time, private trade ship for absolutely no reason- Oh my fuck, I sound like Crenshaw. Oh, that is not good. I need to- I will detox my brain by getting back to my reading now. Or, no, well, I didn't really report on my day, did I? In a shocking turn of events, I got up, had breakfast downstairs, went to that classic lit store I was talking about the other day, stocked up on more books, returned to the hotel and had lunch, went to the lounge, and, you guessed it, read some more, then a bunch of people started filing in, then Kara made her announcement. Then the people didn't seem to be going away, so I did. Came back here, and now I'm here. There's still an hour or so until dinner serves, so back to reading I go now. Later. Guess what was gossiped about incessantly over dinner? Lance seems to think that his theory that the government, note, he didn't specify the government of where exactly, was keeping us here counts as him being right. Okay, yes, technically the police is part of the government and they are the ones keeping us here, but... It's really more the whole murder thing, and he was implying this whole other thing. He's wrong, bottom line. Anyway, I found some of the rumors to be interesting, so here they are. 1. Stasevich was suicidal and somehow arranged for someone to break into her room and kill her. 2. She was already dead when her throat was slit because there is so little bloodshed. Recall that we got zero details on the crime scene. 3. She's not dead. There is no Kayulani Stasevich. They just want to keep us here to do experiments on us. And fourth, lastly, my favorite, some sexual thing. 
This one actually got me to ask the speaker, this bloke, Yuri from Culinary, what exactly that was supposed to mean. His response, well, you know, it was probably like some, some sexual thing, right? I told him in the utmost sincerity that yes, yes, it probably was. I'm just pondering whether letting us in on more details would have produced more or less accurate hypotheses. Also, more or less entertaining ones. But I see why they didn't tell us Jack, in addition to the whole interrogation technique of waiting until the suspect slips up and says something they shouldn't know. They probably don't want a bunch of cooks and gardeners, gun monkeys, and, and I don't even, public relations people snooping around trying to play detective. Which is just too damn bad, because that is exactly what I'm going to do. It's just too good an opportunity. Right. It's bad that someone was killed, but it's just so like what I've been absorbed with these past few weeks. Can't not at least try to see August Dupin this bitch. Uh, yeah. That'll be all. It's Mel. I've had a long day of gathering intel. I'm going to bed, but not before I can report on my findings. There are three important points to solving a murder. The motive, the means, and the opportunity. There are around 500 people in this hotel. All of them had access to Stasevich's door, at least. Don't know how many could have gotten in. They could have broken into her room, maybe, because these doors, while sturdy, are not exactly the most secure, but they could also have been invited in. Because most murder victims know their killer, or something like that. They almost definitely didn't break in through the window, because they're not glass, like in my area of expertise. Also, the police seem pretty confident that it was someone staying at the hotel. I don't know why, but I have a guess. There's extra security at night. Visitors aren't allowed, stuff like that. So if she was killed at night, it's likely it was someone at the hotel. That's opportunity. Means is next up here. Stasevich's throat was slit. I know this much. Here's the thing. There are a lot of things that could be sharpened enough to be lethal. Kitchen knife, dining room knife, room card, anything with an edge, which is a lot of things. And therefore doesn't really narrow it down much. And then of course is motive. I know nothing about this. I have no real idea of who Kaiolani Stasevich was, what she was involved in, or why anyone would want to kill her. No idea at all. I really didn't gather much intel. Mostly I sat in my room and thought about how someone might get into one of them. I guess if I'm going to find out anything of value, I'm going to have to talk to people. I don't know how far it's going to get me. I'm not really skilled in that department, despite being in relational division. I do know that right now it's bedtime, or a little past it. Bye. Mel Woods here. Detective Inspector Woods, perhaps. I've got an informant now. A man named Lang who works for the Asaracus City Police Department. I was chatting him up around mid-morning to find out some more on the Vic. The dame was something of a diplomat. Originally from a small town on Nariad, she worked for the city of Opus not too far from there. She had been to Oberon on business trying to get relief for the assault crisis before trekking all the way over here for personal reasons. Seemed like a lot? 
Lang openly admitted that they're not used to dealing with things like this and could honestly use the help. After getting through the initial stuff, I started questioning him about the crime scene. The door was closed, but unlocked. No signs of forced entry there. The window was untampered with also. Stasevich let her killer in. There was a huge bloodstain near the middle of the room. It's going to take some steam cleaning to get that out, I tell you. The room was trashed, but not as much as might be expected, and the body was found stuffed into a trunk. Why does anyone use trunks for luggage anymore? They're so impractical. Also, you can be stuffed into it after you're murdered. There weren't many personal effects in the room. It seemed like she had packed in a hurry, or hadn't planned on staying long, or somewhere between the two. Just old clothes, a couple frames of her and a few people her age, an old journal decorated with stickers of dragons and wizards. The estimated time of death is right before dawn. I was right about the PD's reasoning. It's damn impossible she was killed by someone who wasn't in this hotel by nightfall. But while they're investigating every one of 507 guests, I've got my sights set on another group. The staff. In fact, I've got a fully completed, half-decent theory worked out already. Staff can get anywhere. With a uniform and a weary, almost blank expression, the few people that do notice them assume they're supposed to be there, and soon afterwards forget that they are. If they knock on your door, even in the dead of night, you'll think they have good reason to do so and let them in. If not, maybe you're asleep. It, it's so late, after all. They're staff. They've got copies of passes to all the rooms somewhere. So they'll get in, whether you invite them or not, whether you're even conscious or not. And then you'll wake up, maybe. After all, there's a person in your room. A living, breathing person's bound to make some noise. So you wake up and see them, faint as they are in the darkness. You've seen them before. Behind a desk in the lobby and in the corner of the dining room, down the hall from the lounge. Always somewhere you're headed. Always right there. But who are you kidding? You can't be sure it's the same one. They all look so alike in those uniforms, and they're supposed to be in those places. They're staff, after all. Can't be sure of much in this darkened, hazy sleep fog. You can't be sure of, for instance, the object they've got in their hand. Something long. Something reflecting the room's sole ray of light. Its source Io, a sister moon, so faint and distant. One thing is becoming clear to you, cutting through the haze. This person, staff or not, means you harm. But your senses are dull. It's so very late. You have inadequate time to react as they lunge toward you, weapon extended. Inadequate time to process the warm liquid spilling out of you as they exit your room, swift as shadow. Seconds later, you process no more. So yeah, that's a fairly standard way to infiltrate a building. I think a Neptune purist either took the uniform of a staff member here, or actually got hired and killed Stasevich for her actions seeking aid from a non-Neptunian moon. She probably came all the way over here trying to escape them, but they tracked her down somehow. As I well know, they can be pretty nasty. Which brings me to another point. Holy shit, they might try to kill me. I don't know how concerned they are with loose ends, but I know how concerned I am about the continuation of my life, which is a lot. I'm gonna go get dinner now, and also try to avoid getting killed. I'm back. Dinner was actually pretty great. 
Lance took some of Astor's vegetables, in jest, you know, but Astor totally blew up at him, yelling about how he was so inconsiderate, and everything was just a joke to him. Meanwhile, Lance just has this petrified look on his face, and at least half the dining room stopped talking and eating, just watching them. And after Astor has finished his tirade, Lance squeaks out, I'm sorry, and Astor starts crying and hugging him, and Lance excuses them from the table, and they go upstairs. That is more emotion than I've ever seen out of Astor, combined. It was astounding. Then I helped myself to their food. On the way back from dinner, I passed by the lobby to see if Lang was stationed there. He wasn't. He was right behind me. I told him about my Neptune purist theory, and he looked at me blankly. Here, one might expect me to go on about how these backwater cops don't know anything about what's happening in the rest of the system, but then I remembered that the concept of Neptune purist is something that I invented. Doesn't mean it's not true, though. It just means no one has any idea what I'm talking about. Which doesn't make my job any easier, but I'll work it out with or without Lang's help. Hmm. Thought I was gonna do pan this. Turns out I'm more of a Sam Spade. Good night. Or, as Spade would say, good night. It's Woods, P.I., reporting on day four of my ongoing investigation of the murder of Kaiulani Stasevich. After breakfast this morning, I took to the menial but crucial task of wandering the halls until I came across someone who gave off a murderous vibe. See, I had gotten a little caught up in how the greats would solve this, and subsequently forgot that I have ESP. Well, not forgot exactly, it just didn't register. It's been a long week. Turns out there are quite a few people of questionable character at this hotel. I followed this one woman all the way down like 20 flights of stairs, which is hard to do without being seen, to the courtyard where she proceeded to talk to a boy several years younger than I am. Then I went to find Lang, but I couldn't, so I talked to his partner, Teriak, and tipped her off about the woman, because that's not happening under my watch. I went back to wandering around some more. If I really paid attention, I got some minor bad waves off a lot of people, but the strongest by far passed me on the third floor. A short man, average build, large brown eyes, and a friendly, complacent smile, and I knew that if he wasn't the killer, he'd certainly done something awful. I tailed him for, oh, 20 minutes, as he did some laundry and grabbed a snack before heading to his room. I loitered nonchalantly outside his door, pretending to be very engaged with the wall, until he came back out, at which point I hurriedly walked by him. Once he was gone, I entered the room. But Woods, how did you possibly get in, I hear you ask. I'll tell you. As I scurried past... I covered the lock mechanism with some gum that I had been chewing for that exact reason. These bitches kidnapped me. I'm going to get a little crafty with them. Then, once he was out of sight, I simply opened the door. And then removed the gum. Because I'm not a monster. Then thoroughly investigated his room. His name is Ryuma Juarez, and he has a janitor's uniform in his closet. Huh. I rifled through his suitcase and found a pair of Neptune flag boxers. And a lot of figurines and models, or, as I like to call them, toys. Really, a lot of merch in general. Some stuff I'm almost proud to say I recognize, however bizarre a Poirot action figure may be, but plenty that was totally unfamiliar. I give him congratulations for his commitment. 
but not for his commitment to murder. Here's the problem, though. I don't know where he was heading when he left, so I don't know when he's going to be back. So he might be returning as I attempt to leave this room. Did I mention I'm currently hiding in a murderer's hotel room? Because I am. And if he catches someone sneaking out of his room, someone whom his organization's tried to kill before, things aren't going to end pretty for me. So I'm stuck. I didn't think this far ahead in my plan. Here are my options as I see them. One, I just leave and hope he's not out there. Two, I try to sneak out through the window. Three, I bide my time until he returns, then sneak past him to relative freedom. Two seems pretty impossible. There's nothing to grab onto, and it's ten floors down to the courtyard. I don't think I've been in the field long enough to successfully pull off three, so one is how it's going to go. I just need to shut the hell up for a minute and make sure I don't hear anything. Okay, uh, all clear. Just walking towards the door. It's all fine. Just gonna... Shit! Guess where I am. I'll give you a few hints. One, it's dark. Two, it's very cramped. Three, it's the closet of a murderer's hotel room. Damn it, this is really not how I wanted this investigation to go. Where's the multiple suspects? The weighing of evidence? The faulty alibis? Instead, I get, oh hey, it's definitely this guy, and then I get trapped in his room. I think he's taking a nap. I haven't heard anything in about ten minutes. I'm going to try to escape again, but that plan might fail again, so I'm just recording this. Neptune purists exist. That name for them is the only thing I've invented. The kidnappings and the killings are not isolated incidents. They're connected. I know they are. Alright, I'm going now. No, one more thing. And a happy birthday. Okay. It's Mel. I'm in my hotel room. So I walked out of the closet. Juarez was not napping. He was sitting at the table, doing something on his e-graph. He jumped up when he saw me. I pretended that I had known he was there, and said, You're going down, Juarez. He took an aggressive stance and replied, See, you're the one who's been tailing me. Who are you working for, the fuzz? I work for me. But the fuzz are going to have it so you never see your precious Neptune again. Then he said, I've only been to Neptune once. It, it wasn't that great. I'd like to say that that was the moment that tipped me off, but I was a bit stuck in a rut. I said to him something like, You liked it enough to kill for it. Those people need help. Help that's not going to come from those desolate moons. But his response was, I don't know what kind of confusion tactics you're playing at. Stasevich didn't die because she needed help or whatever you said. She died because she needed to die. And then came a long and rambled explanation that I'm not going to repeat word for word, but the highlights are his hobbies include and are pretty much limited to reading murder mysteries, watching murder mysteries, and creating murder mysteries. He killed Stasevich to fit into this, I don't know, this story he had worked out in his head. He couldn't deal with his fictions being fictions, tried to make them real. While he was giving his explanation, I was thinking of versions of the scenario that didn't end with me dead and coming up blank. He finished with a pleading, 
Don't you understand? I had to. I had a couple of options on how to respond to that. I could have said, Of course I understand. It makes perfect sense. Come with me. I'll take you to other people who will understand. Could have gone with the classic, But does this really have to end with another death? But that's too easy to answer yes to. So instead, I blurted out, No, you didn't, and scrambled at the door. Sprinted down to the lobby and came upon Lang and Terriac chatting on a couch. Good work, ACPD. I told them I found their killer, and that he was probably chasing after me. He was. They restrained him for disrupting the peace or something. Then I prompted him to repeat what he had told me, and he did. The, the guy was completely insane. Seeking validation, I guess. Or maybe just a, attention. So I did solve the mystery of who killed Stasevich. I was just entirely wrong on the reasoning behind it. Still, it's nice to meet someone who shares my interests. I should have picked up on it. When I was in the room, I should have noticed all... But I did notice. I just didn't make the connection. No, no, I just shouldn't have been there in the first place. I'm not a detective. Real detective work isn't even like that. It's not dramatic like that. It's not... I just need to finalize the arrest, make sure there's enough evidence... I really hope there is, because once that's all done, we can go home. Oh, back to Hathor. I am very, very done with this moon. I just wanna... Whatever. Bye. So, guess what they found among the... The crap in Juarez's room? A knife from the dining room, ineffectually cleaned of blood. Yeah, he's totally arrested. Before we left, I went to talk to Lang one more time. I know I'm not making this Neptune thing up. He said he would look into it. He better. I am more glad to be back than I think I've ever been about being anywhere. And as who knows where, as usual, I told her I would tidy the room about a week ago, so I guess I should do that. Also got a whole bunch of books to read, but I, I don't know if I'll... Back to work tomorrow! Yay. They still haven't told us where we'll be going next, but I expect there to be an announcement soon. Maybe this evening. I hope it's somewhere good. Somewhere the police have any idea at all of how to conduct an investigation. Or, better yet, somewhere an investigation won't have to be conducted. That would be nice. Alright, the pile of food wrappers on my desk is staring at me condescendingly. Guess I'd better go now. Bye.